spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Hey everybody, we are back. I'm Steve. I feel weird saying that when I have to do a back-to-back episode uh, on Twitch. Um, I'm still Steve. It, obviously, it's strange to say this week after week as well, so I don't know what the difference is psychologically. But you I am get, still you get me. Seven full days to, to make sure you're still you, I think. That's right. That's right. Some identity calibration. Um, I am a GM in need of regular identity calibration, and I am joined by some wonderful people. Um, I think you know their names by now, but we have Danny, we have Will, we have Nikki, we have Gus, and I just wanted to ask y'all a little banter question at the top of this one. If you could give me kind of your one-minute teaser of a spooky experience you had. Um, my, my, my brain goes to like, it was hard to find an explanation. And so you were inclined to think that maybe the supernatural would come into play to explain this. It doesn't have to be that. I know we have a science mind among us or five. Um, so uh, whatever direction you want to take that in, what is your one minute teaser of something that happened in your experience? I've been sitting on this one because there's one that sticks out to me. Um, So my family goes on vacation every year because, well, you have to have some tradition. Um, And so while we're on this vacation, my mother had this dream that the man who lived in the house that she... So she grew up in the house. He lived next to it her entire childhood. Um, And in this dream, that man came to my mother and was like, Hey, Jesse, can you do me a favor? And can you make sure someone takes care of my wife? And my mom was like, that's really weird. Um, and then we get a call later that day that he died in his sleep while we were all sleeping. Um, and his wife was left with no one to care for her. Um, and also no one knew that, like, no one get in contact with the fact that he was dead, you know? So we had to make that call after we called her because she was distraught. Um, so we were about a thousand miles away and we predictly predicted the man's death. And I think that is something to be celebrated. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. We are Happy celebrating Halloween. Halloween with you. Nothing like a good death prediction, you know? No, need a good medium? Contact Mama Jenkies. She's ready. Available <laughs> in Willing. Mama Jenkies! MamaJenkies.com I guess I've kind of had the opposite where I had a dream about like a horse being born when I lived on a ranch right before the horse was born. Oh, oh, that's so funny. Look at that. Um, But also, like, well, this one's not supernatural because I told them before, I have a very scientific mind. It is not good to supernatural. And we know the explanation for this one now. Oh, okay. But also on that ranch, um, <laughs> there was one day I was home alone. I was, And this is when I was a teenager, too. So I was home alone teen. And I noticed there's, like, some movement outside. And on this ranch, like, the street was like was very far away like someone has to purposely come for there to be movement mm. like that mm. um 
and it was on the one side where like it was my parents room and there was like the garage on that side could not see the window could not see what they were doing so I called my mom all freaked out and like because I don't know what to do um yeah she did end up calling the police on this person yeah uh, and it turns out it was like their friend from down the street who came to pick blueberries at on our brushes <laughs> how dare they yeah, so they called him the Blueberry Bandit after that. The audacity. <laughs> the Blueberry Bandit. I love it. Glad an explanation eventually provided itself, Nikki. Yeah. Um, else? So I was going to say one that was directly related to me, but I think there's a spookier one that I can tell. So my aunt and uncle, they have a plethora of strange unexplainable spooky things that's happened to them but one of the ones that's spooked me the most is uh this story of um growing up in the house they lived in in Tacloban in the philippines or um katarman sorry um they would this thing would happen where in the middle of the night they'd there'd be someone knocking on their door and when they'd look out the window they'd see this group of nuns knocking on their door at like three in the morning. And that I think that happened a few times. I'm probably butchering this story. I'm so glad that my aunt and uncle don't listen to this podcast. But basically, <laughs> flash forward like 20 years later, they're living in Chicago now in this like multiple story apartment building in Chicago. And their doors, their buzzer, their door buzzer starts buzzing for their apartment room. And they look outside and down to the entrance of the apartment. And what do you know? <laughs> In the middle of the night, they see this, this, this like, like three nuns buzzing the door to their apartment. And that one's always spooked me. <laughs> Did they like and religious, heard none religious about trauma? <laughs> Religious trauma, nuns. There you go. Boom. Spooky. Ah, nuns. Inexplicable. <laughs> 3 a.m. nuns. Puns. Nun puns. Nun puns. I don't have any supernatural experiences <laughs> at all. Uh, I think only thing I can think of that I've been the most scared in is the one time I went like camping and hearing a bear in the middle of the night and just being like, ah, a bear. Yeah. And that's it. Terrifying. <laughs> just that primal fear of a bear. Other than that, you know, I've had the same experience at many a bar. <laughs> same. <laughs> you gotta keep an eye out. Be aware of the bears, you know? Not Either all when you're camping friendly. or at bars. Yeah, no, that's always safe advice. Keep an eye on the bear. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Mine is uh, weird, and um, I would love to ask for scientific help uh, in the future, not in the space of this episode, because um, we'll have a slightly shorter episode today. But um, when I was about, I think, 13 or 14, um, I remember distinctly just like going up to bed uh, one night and turning off the kitchen light at the top of the stair before it it's a double split level continuing up to my bedroom. And I hit the switch off. And it, as soon as I did that, 
um, like a green like flash of like I don't know I would describe it as lightning ish but not <laughs> um, like moved very quickly from my right side through the kitchen window and across my face to the left and out the front door of the house like at the top where there's just like a little glass pane and so just like one pane of glass to the other just like zip like green flash clearly movement from one side to the other no idea it, I've li I lived in that house for so many years I don't have like an electrical explanation I don't have like a hallucination explanation I don't know what happened but if anyone knows about green flashes that move perhaps after turning off the lights I would love to know about that um, anyway, better than nuns. <laughs> um, I'll take it over the nuns any day. If you want to send me some green flashes, Voldemort, that's fine. Uh, just don't send nuns to my door, please. <laughs> yeah, avoid Danny, please. Pass over. <laughs> well, last time we got away um, amazingly and ruined and then repaired a bridge uh, and ended up in an uh former equalist kind of hideout space with none other than detective cho and ended up sitting down and being able to have a real exchange about what you all have figured out and what y'all are looking to get and let's open back up on that hideout it's just been a little bit you've been thinking things over talking a bit about potential plans and there's a tiny dusty window that Cho is looking out of late at night, still smoking his cigar and mumbling to himself. And <laughs> then there's just like a little lightning flash that illuminates him a little bit through the window. It's very Detective Noir. And in Detective Noir fashion, Cho, in between his cigar puffs, is like dictating? Narrating? You hear him mumble to himself, and then the kids asked me, you know, what do I think we should do? And I didn't know what to tell him. That's the cold truth. What is uh, what is Detective Cho's musical theme that he's given himself? <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to go look at whatever Dick Tracy has going on. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just he's just over there, um, jotting notes, smoking his cigar, and after a bit, he comes back to y'all. I don't know what you've been thinking, but I wouldn't recommend going after someone like Woshi. I just want to be real clear. I think you've already made an enemy out of him. Ruined his anonymity, possibly his career. And he's still a powerful man. I mean, he might already know something about you. Has he seen any of your faces? Uh... No. No, he didn't see any of our faces. Lynn? Are you eh, sure? It depends how good his eyesight is. Okay, that's a loose end, if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, you could go after him, but you'd have to do it right. And you'd have to make sure it never comes back to you. And that's not something I could help with. I just want to be clear. You got any other uh, leads? Well, I... Mm, 
we should figure out what we're going to do with the the stuff. I mean, you know what you're doing with your trinket box, whatever. We have the boomerang, and I don't know what we're doing with that. Well, I mean, you could keep it, throw it. I don't know. Seems like a nice I boomerang. I don't think it would be right to keep. Well, you know, and the question of our museum's ethical is just so messy, and we really have to discuss that, too. We should return it to the water tribe that he came from. I feel like we could use it to bribe Tenzin into giving us more information, since this is uncle's boomerang. I'm not (laughs) sure he'll appreciate that very much. He just, like, kind of pales at, like, Tenzin finding out about this. (laughs) Fumi, what flashes through your eyes is all the times you've just lost Tenzin. Lose it. (laughs) Times he's turned red. Times he's turned pale. Times he's turned other colors. It's just that scene in Whiplash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Throwing chairs. And there are plenty of occasions for Tenzin to lose it, especially with the early trainees. So... You're familiar. Yeah. All right, so we don't use it as a bribe for Tenzin. Got it. Yeah, I don't think he even needs to know about any of this. Okay, far be it for me to tell you what to do. I mean, political leaders are complicated, so didn't know you knew the guy. But I guess it makes sense since you do the air thing. Gestures at your sash. (laughs) Yep. He trained me. <laughs> well, that explains why you're so good. Thank you. Sure. You know, I uh I still got to figure out so many things here. The three prices. What are the three prices? Well, she was told he had to pay the three prices. Second thought, he may not even be around soon if those are as bad as I think they are. But oh. anywho... What were the three prices again? Well, I don't know. They just said it, they, in the meeting something about him having to pay the three prices, and pay, he paid the first by having his mask removed. Everyone started jotting down notes in their books. So, oh, Can I go through the notebooks that we got to see if anybody writ, wrote down the, uh, the prices? Sure, you may. Gus, you piece together what you can across these two notebooks. Feverishly fast kind of notes were taken in both of them. Um, from whichever Opulites had them initially. And uh, some of the names overlap, understandably, um, as people seemed to, once masks were off, take their opportunity to try to hide themselves while figuring out who else was in the room. Um, so there's some overlap, but between uh, the two lists, you're able to piece together, uh, I think it's, let's say, five names. And... Um, there's little notes next to them to kind of indicate uh, the sort of business these people are into, which may explain their extraordinary wealth and their ability to participate uh, in this type of uh, circle, the library. Mm-hmm. So the names that you see, and I'll, I'll share them with you uh, in your chat as well, uh, are Woshi Ikeru of Cabbage Corp, Vivi Mao, from Mao Mecca Corp. Ozima, the fashionista. Uh, Sora Mizuki, founder of for-profit hospitals throughout the world. 
and uh, <laughs> Zephyr Skydancer, which is an author name. It's a very well-known pen name. Uh, also somebody who owns the Eel Hounds, uh, which is a top pro bending team. So I'll put that in the chat for you. So that is what is between those two notebooks, your, your guest list, if you will. <sighs> and you do not have to share that with uh, the detective. <laughs> if you're just looking at note, <laughs> your own notes, he assumes that he's looking at his notes. Well, I think I know what I'm going to do, come what may. I'm going to leak the word on the street that somebody has this jewelry box. It's going to make it to the right people. And when they come knocking, I'll continue to follow the trail. It'll at least get the attention of the librarian. And if I can get just the tiniest piece of information out of the librarian, I might be able to figure out how people contact Shadowpaw. It's not much, but it's what I've got to go on. Does that sound like something that you kids would benefit from? You could stake out we if you stay wanted. In touch. Okay. I like the sound of that. I need contacts, eyes and ears. Let's make a deal. You hear something, you tell me. I hear something, I tell you. How's that? Yeah. You, you got a business card or anything? Sure. And he gives you a card. And it's actually one of the business cards of Toto's uh, Cat Gator Stew. <laughs> Looks like he carries a bunch of those, but he has written on the back of it, Cho P.I. <laughs> and there Love is a the landline. This, this private eye being like, look, business cards are expensive. <laughs> I'm just recycling. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how to reach me. Uh, how do I reach you? Is there a spot I should drop a line? And you have phones, or do you actually live on the street like you joked about? <laughs> you can leave a note for us at the... That's not a cat cafe. What? Owl cat cafe? Owl cat cafe, yeah. Frequent? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I could kind of drop by there or put a street rat out and they'd probably find you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, say hi to Benny for me and tell him that he owes me money. <laughs> if you see him before us, tell him he owes us 100 yuan. Minimum. Oh, does he now? Minimum. Minimum. He probably well, it's a sliding like 195. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I will pass that on as well. Looks like we both need some more money from that kid. All right. Ta ta. Detective Cho heads out into the night. For now, things are quiet. You have cots. Uh, you could rest. I say rest. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to be heavy-handed. I'm just saying you could. You could rest, you know? Yeah. No, Before we rest, though, I want to share all the names that I pieced together that we mm. didn't tell Cho about. Okay. And kind of, like, put the idea out to everyone. Be like, should we look into any of these people? Do you think maybe, I'm like, Fumi, do you know anything about the, I know you're a big fan of pro-bending does that name sound familiar to you? I know the team. We could check them out. I mean, hey, if someone's got a broken bone and wants to pay your life savings, go visit a for-profit hospital. Hope <laughs> bending would be better. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm just putting out there that if uh, Jingman is really, 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 really injured, 
I'm fine. Spatially. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fine. Get into bed, please. Um, for a while after Cho left, Jingmin just peered at the direction that he left in. They stood okay. there for like five minutes, just peering in that direction. Yeah, yeah, it's a good solid peer. Probably healthier than the last one where you had a peering contest because that resulted yeah. in too much increased blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I will also peer. Roll to peer. <laughs> Um, Jingmin will go to Mook and say, so the name He Sheng Ling didn't show up at all in your notes, in those notes you took? No. I didn't see it at all. Who the heck is this guy? <laughs> Apparently he's not loud enough. <laughs> we, we could still look for him in the morning. I'm going yeah, to sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you read the room and the room is red, the room is red. Um, if we look at the window, what do we see? Like, what is in the distance? Yeah, I mean, there's barely anything to look at out the window, Lynn. Um, there's just a slight kind of edge of the water near the area you came in from by the docks. Um, but most of what you see is just other dilapidated buildings, warehouses, that type of thing. The rain is starting to let up now. Okay, Lynn's going to head to bed. Um, okay. Before we go to bed, can I consult my lodestar for advice on a problem? Ooh. Ooh. It sounds may. like a mechanical thing. <laughs> Jingmin is my lodestar. Um, so I'm going to, you know, as we're sitting down, getting ready for bed, I just kind of look at Jingmin and I'm like, you know, Jingmen, I could use some advice if you have a second before you go to bed. She's like literally mid about to lay down, eyes closed. And just like, <laughs> I go, yeah, whatever you need. So I have this friend who has been really rash and impulsive. Where is the rash? No, no, like they're acting without oh. thinking rash. How would you handle that? What do you what do you think I should tell that friend to help them not be so impulsive and no think? Well, I'm really glad you came to me. Um you know, being the most focused person in the group, I'd say probably the most patient. Um, not the nicest. I will say that. But um I think you should just tell them to get their act together and train. And never stop. And don't take no for an answer. I forgot the question. I'm sorry. I love this. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. When was the last time you trained, Jingmen? Actually, um, better yet, when was the last time you meditated? Why would I need to meditate? I, I feel can like just... you need to center yourself a little bit there, little bud. She looks down. I consider myself to be very centered. And she's standing at an angle because she's so injured. <laughs> um, this okay. sounds you like it, it might be guiding comfort. Even though, uh, Gus, even though <laughs> mm -hmm. Amuk 
framed it as seeking Jingmin's advice, which may be happening as well. Yeah. It seems like you are attempting to guide and cover, but I just want to check, are you using a move as uh, different than that? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm using consult your low star for advice consult on a problem yeah yeah uh or permission to use your preferred solution i have to roll with restraint on a 10 plus take all three on a seven to nine choose two okay okay so yeah i'm, right. I'm down with leaving that as the move then um okay yeah i'm like <laughs> it's like you know what Jingmin? tomorrow morning before everyone else wakes up i think you and i need to do a sunrise meditation like we did a few weeks ago to help just <sighs> heal you back up a little bit okay but you didn't get it you're the friend that's being rash and impetuous i'm she, just worried about you she goes wide-eyed for a split second and then covers it up oh no i need that the entire time <laughs> okay do you want an ice blanket an ice blanket. Yeah, to help with the... And it just gestures at everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that actually might help, actually. Okay, um, go to sleep. <laughs> just <laughs> puts an ice, a blanket of ice <laughs> in snow. Snow specifically because it's, it's insulating, you know, mm. so Jingmin will stay warm, but also help with the swelling because... Are very banged up. <laughs> um, wait, so are you rolling that move? Oh uh, yeah, I have to roll for the okay. the advice, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, I got a seven. Okay. On a seven and nine, they choose two. You see wisdom with their advice. They shift your balance. Follow their advice, and they shift your balance again. The conversation bolsters you. Clear condition or. Or to fatigue, they feel at ease offering their opinion. They clear condition or to fatigue. Yeah, and let's f make sure we focus on um, not the advice that Amuka gave uh, to to Min regarding sunrise meditation, but the advice that he received by activating this move. <laughs> so the advice from Jing Min. Okay. And Jing Min specifically <laughs> said, "Get your act together. Stay focused. Keep training. Don't take no for an answer." <laughs> so we'll go with they feel at ease offering their opinion they clear condition or two fatigue mm -hmm. <laughs> love so that I clear two fatigue <laughs> let's see and then yeah when you consult your lodestar oh they choose to mm. so I think Danny is choosing this Danny's choosing this okay so Danny you can't so choose I that clear if you two want fatigue? to yeah, you can choose to clear to fatigue or a condition, um, oh. feeling at ease offering your opinion. And your other two options are seeing the wisdom of their advice, shifting your balance to follow their advice, um, mm -hmm. or uh, the conversation bolters you, you can clear a condition and fatigue. Oh, sorry. That would be, your, you could choose to have Gus clear fatigue for a MOOC. Um, what is your other choice, Denny? Wait, so you said I could pivot and instead have Gus clear the fatigue? Uh, it's both and. So you, you're, oh, because you I rolled see, a, I see, I see. a seven to nine, um, it's choose two. And you make the choice, Danny, of which two. So um, it sounds like you chose, they feel at ease with your, uh, you feel at ease giving your opinion. 
And so you, Danny, get to clear a condition or two fatigue for your character, but you also have the option to clear two fatigue or a condition for uh, a MOOC uh, mm -hmm. or to shift um, uh, your own balance. It or, would sorry, be my to shift, balance. Yeah, to shift the MOOC balance. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think let's both clear uh, two fatigue. Beautiful. You're going to sleep so well. No, we're going using we're using the book. We're, we're using the we're using things. the book. We're using the mechanics of the book. The mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great way to help things out. Um any other conversations before everyone falls asleep? Um Rumi will probably do a quick meditation, but not a converse conversation. <laughs> and similarly, uh, Lynn is going to be very anxious before bed, which is cut like a meditation. <laughs> An involuntary right, just meditation. Just like a like really stressed yeah. out kind of meditation. <laughs> just sitting there dissociating. Yeah, dissociating thinking about, oh my god. Oh no. We just assaulted several dozen people at a crime ring. Oh my god, we destroyed their car. <laughs> I'm on the run for the police. Oh my god. Are they gonna kill me? Oh my god. Am I gonna kill me? What is going on? It's not a good day for for Miss Lynn, okay? So we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Freaking out about, oh my god, I almost drowned. Oh my god. Oh my god, I have a very precious artifact in my possession, and it is my responsibility to make sure I don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jing Min is just, hmm, do I or do I not join a gang? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you do have some things to think on, don't you, Jing Min? <laughs> yeah involuntary meditation that's your plug for the week uh, everybody involuntary <laughs> meditation it's great stuff do it with your friends aka anxiety do it with your friends <laughs> do it with your friends you know that may help to make it social involve others you know well how do we clear fatigue when we rest um it depends on how well we rest and there's enough cots for everybody <laughs> Um, it's a one night. Let's see. It's not spent on the cold, hard ground with rocks for a bed, which would only clear two fatigue. Um, let's call this kind of in the middle zone. Um, I think it's closer to a stable or barn than it is to like an actual house. Cause those are the only options I have that are in the middle. So let's say that everybody clears three fatigue. Yay. Nice. Yeah. I'm Back down fatigue, to yeah. all my fatigue being gone. Yeah, I still have, but I still have three conditions marked. That's right, and you can't unmark conditions just by resting. You have to clear each <laughs> condition on its own terms. <laughs> you you could have cleared a condition. Oh no! Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be clearing conditions this episode, folks. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does what does Jingmin do to be not angry anymore? Let's let's hold our breath for that. <laughs> You just a, a, building, a building just starts collapsing, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> "Sunrise meditation." I will guide and comfort you through through a meditation right now. Oh, that's beautiful. Yep. So yeah, I mean, the night passes without incident. Um, sun is hard to appreciate from where you are in this patch of the slums, um, but wherever you'd like to head. Uh, you all can once you get your start. It's a sunny day in Republic City. 
we wake up on the roof, just Jing and Amuk meditating. Um, yeah. Jingmen is less meditating, more just sneering at Amuk for making him do this, for making her do this. <laughs> and she goes, are we done yet? No, close your eyes. Have you listened to your own voice yet? I hear my voice when I'm talking. But you said I'm not allowed to talk during this, so how am I supposed to hear my own voice if I'm not allowed to talk while I'm meditating? Just focus on your breathing. Feel the sun hitting your face. Feel the warmth going from your skin to your veins, from your veins to your heart, from your heart to your feet. I might have to write that down. <laughs> Amuk just sighs. <sighs> okay, let's wake up everybody else. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> just 15 minutes into it, it's like, yes, this is not going to work. <laughs> um, when you stand up, Jingmin stands up to you and to the best of her ability, tries to tap you on the shoulder. She has to hop a little bit. And she goes, don't worry, we'll get there someday, buddy. And then she... <laughs> I'm just rocket raccoon jingming onto my shoulder like okay you're still <laughs> tiny let's go uh, you're still tiny <laughs> <laughs> love it well you rejoin the others I'm wondering I'm imagining Lynn is not a morning person am I projecting that <laughs> no Lynn's not a morning person but surprisingly she's awake <laughs> But surprisingly, she Did is Lynn straight sleep? up in bed, staring at the wall, wondering, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. What is happening? Y'all ever have anxiety nightmares? Oh. No, yes. no. Yeah. So, They're the worst. you know, when we were falling off that bridge, um, Lynn was stuck in that moment. Like stuck no. in that moment, like dangling <laughs> over the bridge, um, <laughs> and that's that's where Lynn's at this morning. Lynn, did you get sleep last night, or should we give your fatigue back? No, no, no. We got Ooh. sleep. Was it good sleep? No. Okay. <laughs> Was it sleep on a bed <laughs> that we should count mechanically as sleep? Yes. <laughs> just making sure just making sure it was, I'm it was nightmarish it was nightmarish sleep yeah it was definitely like like so i had three fatigue i'll give myself one back to to honor how poorly lynn slept but it de- it was yeah. still sleep okay okay lynn is at one fatigue lynn you look great thanks <laughs> in fairness lynn it is very clear to you that you look better than Jingmin. <laughs> well, not that you can see your reflection at the moment, but you're quite certain. Considering part time, yeah, Jingmin still looks like a raccoon. Feeling good about that. Because <laughs> though I feel like the bruises get even darker the next yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, they get worse. So she looks mm-hmm. literally like a raccoon. <laughs> like, do you think she slept in like a pile of like dusty drywall? next to one or something and so like the part that's not blackened is just pale um <laughs> this is this is a dumb mechanics question i can acknowledge that can earthbenders bend drywall technically i would say yeah sheet rock. yeah um 
Yeah. yeah. Your typical stuff is probably going to have enough earth in it. After Jing Ren is like, look great, Lin. Lin's going to say, thanks. You, you too. And just make a little hand motion. Just let the, the drywall sprinkle onto the floor. Um, so it looks a little less startling, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Jimin doesn't even notice because her face is numb. <laughs> <laughs> So, we never decide what we're going to do with the boomerang. Can I use uh, an adrift move called Brooding Mind? Okay, tell us what Brooding Mind is. When you spend plenty of time brooding on your problems, roll with creativity. On a hit, come to a new (laughs) insight about your problems and how you might resolve them. Ask the GM one question about how you might resolve a problem facing you. The GM will answer honestly, and you take a plus one ongoing while following their advice. On a seven to nine, one of your other problems grows larger. Oh. (laughs) All right, let's see the roll for Lynn. The Uh, brooding had purpose. That's an eight. Big brain moves. So okay. I'll read you the rest of what you get to do, too. Um, seven to nine, okay. one of your other problems grows larger in your mind as you brood. Mark a condition, GM's choice. Okay. Okay. And the name of this is Brooding Mind. Okay, I see it now. Well, you did definitely spend time brooding on your problems, Lynn. Well played. <laughs> You're playing 3D chess this whole time. Yep. As they say. <laughs> so the, the question I ask is... What do we do with the boomerang? Yeah. And on a seven to nine, I mean, it's a weak hit. So essentially, I still answer honestly, but we add the consequence. Yeah. And I get to take a A plus one ongoing while following your advice. Yeah. I mean, there's so many layers of problems. I'm curious first, before I make one problem grow larger in your mind, possibly than the other, um, which problem is the largest in your mind? Is it is it like like do you have a specific place where you locate your brooding? Um, I feel like in Lynn's anxiety dream, there were a lot of concerns about the fact that she did recently run away from home, right? And like family, mm. how that's doing. Also, a lot about money and finances and how to continue living in her public city. So, take yeah. your pick between those. Okay. Okay. One of your other problems grows larger in your mind as you brood. Mark a condi- or mark a condition. G- or mark yeah, plus mark a condition, GM's choice. Um Lynn, I will give you the answer on the negative side first. Mm-hmm. Um it is just very hard to shake what Detective Cho said about Woshikeru. Uh you imagine after hearing that obviously he's a person of means uh, and that y'all have essentially ruined his status in this circle of other wealthy people and exposed him, um, that he may be applying those means right now Mm -hmm. to try to find you um, and to clean up the mess, as it were. Mm -hmm. Uh, you being the mess. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that is what <laughs> looms really large uh, in your mind. Uh, I would like for you to mark afraid. I feel like I should have had that one marked anyways. So it's about time. I, You know, <laughs> here we are. We finally got to the mechanical fear. <laughs> um, 
But on the on the plus side, uh, as you are looking at this boomerang and contemplating it, um, perhaps you're tapping into a little something of Sokka's own ingenuity. Um, you start to muse about Cho's comments on how to contact a thief. And you figure that any of the names on a MOOC's list would be potential uh, clients of Shadowpaw and that they would have the means and an interest in relics. And so they would be very likely to hire Shadowpaw. And if you could in some way leverage those names, which you have not revealed to Detective Cho, uh, you may be able to just figure out how to contact Shadowpaw and Shadowpaw might be more than just a way for you to curry favor with Cho and leverage that relationship further down the road. It occurs to you that Shadowpaw uh, might be someone who has stolen successfully from so many people that she may know some things about the librarian, about anything that you need to know. Okay. So that is your boomerang epiphany. Uh Despite the fact we went through that whole thing, Lynn shares none of that revelation just yet. Just staring at the boomerang. Yep. Mm. Brooding. <laughs> Tears in her eyes. Oh. oh. I'm so sorry, Lynn. She'll get over it. Well, well, Lynn seems completely fine. I'm not so sure about that one, but... I'm curious first, physically, where do you go? We spoke about following up with the eel hounds, right? Yes. The pro bending yeah, team? Yeah, so. Yeah. I guess to like the pro bending arena where they might hang out. Well, we have to find where they practice. Yeah. You know pro bending around the city well enough to know that a number of teams rent times and slots. Um, in the pro-bending arena and its training facility. Um, so it's likely that even the top teams would have slots there. Yeah. Um, if we go to the, like, the pro-bending arena, we should be able to see when the eel hounds are there. Okay. We can always ask the coaches if any of them know the owner. Try to get a meeting with the owner. Yep. I think that's a good plan. There's a really good breakfast stall on the way to the pro bending arena too. If oh. we're hungry. Yes. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. you don't have any much <laughs> if you've eaten anything. <laughs> uh, whether we've centered the camera on it or not, you know. Um, <laughs> Just ask, breakfast sandwich or breakfast noodles? There's two stalls. Both. What are y'all in the mood for? Both. I'll take the, uh, the breakfast noodles. Oh my goodness, I can put the noodles in the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You oh, can. I'm so excited. We'll, we'll stop at both. We'll stop at both. Lynn's very quiet and just nodding along. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't worry, Lynn. It's on us. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and by us, approach. I mean yeah. Jing. Hey, quick oh. question. Where are we putting the boomerang? <laughs> We can just leave it in the bunker. 
we'll, oh, we'll that, probably keep it wait. on us. <laughs> Should it be of a backpack? We can hide it in my sash, oh, maybe. No, totally. You'd be able to conceal <laughs> it on your person. Okay. You could have a bag if you want to have a bag. <laughs> then we'll very Are carefully we allowed to have a bag? Oh, yeah. Jingming is not allowed to hold on to the boomerang. I'll hold it. And she's like holding no, her hand no, out no, 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 with no. a big smile no, on her no. face. <laughs> okay. I've, I've the... got it. Don't worry. I'll protect it. I mean, it comes back, right? Well, if, if, you, if you throw it, <laughs> not if you break uh, it. Please don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's older than you. We do, it's a relic. It doesn't work that way anymore, buddy. <sighs> okay, I'm hungry. Okay, let's go. Okay. So Fumi uh, hides the boomerang on her person, um, and you come up to these two little stands, um, very happy people around them, chowing down, not much of a line though, and fortunately for you, Jingmin, they're right next to each other, so it won't be hard to combine items from both stands. Um, it strikes you immediately that it looks like identical twins are running these things. Um, there's one twin at the noodle stand, one twin at the breakfast um, sandwich place. And you see signs above them. Um, ping and Pong. <laughs> <laughs> that immediately throws off Shingmin. She goes to the sandwich one first. And as soon as she gets to the noodle one, she... She like almost loses her footing. Is Jingmin never seen twins before? She turns around. <laughs> she looks back. One noodle bowl, please. <laughs> Not a problem. They even sound the same. Oh, you're talking about my brother? Oh. Your brother? Oh, that makes sense. You're twins. I think sure I'm the best. Rivals in business. Twins in life. Can't choose your family, can you? And then he hands you a bowl of noodles. Then he just awkwardly stands off to the side after hearing that. Then <laughs> we'll stand just as awkwardly. Jimin just hey, turns around. Y'all are standing awkwardly. Did you want some noodles? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take noodles. I am good at spotting an awkward stander. <laughs> I hope you eat less awkward than you stand. Gives them to you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I not I a problem. Actually, one of the sandwiches for the breakfast noodles. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> gonna go off. His face falls, and he just kind of in defeat gestures his hand over at Pong's uh, stand. It's okay, Ping. We're still gonna get four breakfast noodle bowls with chili crisps and a little chili oil. Mm. And we're gonna order from from Pong. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're really hungry. <laughs> now, Jingmin, do you go through with the noodle sandwich combination? Oh yes. Okay. She lifts up um, the top half, pours the noodles on, and smashes it down. <laughs> <laughs> Both Ping and Pong look horrified. <laughs> carbon up before the inevitable horrifying combat we're going to get into during this day. <laughs> Both Ping and Pong start just stammering and trying to form words and they seem to be 
raising in temperature as well as their faces redden and veins pulse at their foreheads. <laughs> but before they can muster a verbal uh, exchange with you, Jingmin, several of the people around you, other happy customers who have been frequenting these stands, who knows for how long, look at what you're doing and look at the food in their hands and say, that's genius. <laughs> and people start going to the other stands and buying the a compliment to their current <laughs> meal. You have just boosted the sales of Ping and Pong. And they Why start forking out more and more food. Yeah. <laughs> Why be competition? Why don't you just get richer together? Ping and Pong are just like in a furious sweat <laughs> trying to cook everything to meet the new demand. Wow, that kid's a genius. <laughs> we should hire her. I don't, I don't think labor laws do well with that. I think after all the other laws we've broken, labor is the least of our worries. Mm. It didn't take long, did it? Yeah, they're they're second on the wait list behind the gang. <laughs> <laughs> it's either so triad or work for ping and yeah. pong. <laughs> it's either triad or ping and pong. Well, after getting um, plenty fed, um, you're able to make it to the pro bending arena. And you look around for a bit and you're able to see a schedule. Um, and it turns out that the eel hounds are going to be training in just about 10 minutes. Um, but other than that, all you see uh, exterior to the training room, which is currently locked as another group finishes up their set, is just a janitorial staff guy walking around, cleaning up some things here and there. Can I help you? Oh, we were just here for the eel hounds. What, fans? Yeah, huge fans. I don't know if they want to see anybody. They're working hard. They're starting right, uh, what is it, 10 minutes sharp from now. But uh, I, I guess I won't kick you out. I'm, you know, you seem like a sincere kid. Uh, anyway, don't pester them. Let them do their thing, okay? All right, thank you. Sure thing. You hanging around for the book signing? Yeah. Book signing? Uh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird kids these days. Too much time <laughs> reading books. Anyway. Jingmin's just giving him her classic stink eye. They're two swollen eyes. <laughs> gonna, yeah. If you keep training that, very... you're going to be able to do some damage with it. I think it'll become yeah. a move in combat. Yeah. The janitor sees a bipedal <laughs> raccoon giving him the stink eye. <laughs> Piercing stare. <laughs> Roll plus focus. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Pokemon move. Use Leer. I use Peer. Jingmin. <laughs> Jingmin. Um, he does look back after doing a little mopping and he goes, oh, Oh, and then he just shuffles out of the room after seeing your <laughs> raccoon peering-eyed stare. That got rid of him. That'll show him. That'll show him. <laughs> Moments later, uh, the eel hounds pour in to the building. Um, 
it's it looks like they have a great camaraderie one is kind of pushing the other around and joking and um they're like man i'm so excited to to really iron out some new moves i think we're gonna smoke the other teams this time around and uh they they walk up they have their own key and they start uh, opening the door where y'all have been waiting Oh, you guys weren't in line to train next, were you? No, no, actually, we, uh, we were hoping slot. we could. We were hoping we could, um, like see see what how you guys are. I'm a huge okay. fan of you guys. Oh, you're not pro benders. You're your fans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I really hope to be a pro bender one day, though. We normally, and then one of them gets, the one talking to you just gets pulled by another gal on the team. We really can't do this. We can't have people just come in. They might get hurt. There's been problems. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, It's probably not best. Um, But if you need me to sign something, I can sign something. Give him a non-disclosure agreement. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Um, quick question would i know who's on the team like their names and all sure you can make up a name make up an avatar appropriate name and they're on the team fumi you're a fan you know your pro vendors i'm assuming there's still only three no airbenders yet yeah, it's just at the brink of like trying to introduce airbending, yeah. and there's a lot of debate about like, do we modify the old sport? Do we keep it and make a separate new sport with four elements? You know, how hard is it to procure trained airbenders? There's all this politics around it at this point. Mm-hmm. So you're aware of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still typically three members, three elements, and airbenders are allowed to be part of the mix of three now, is kind of the current accommodation. Okay. Mark, I'm... Neil, and Jose. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm going to hard uh, nope that. Uh, I'm actually really I'm... looking forward to seeing the names that Nikki comes up with. Yeah. Uh, I'm an airbender, so I, you know, was wondering if you guys have ever thought about having one on your team. You know, uh, that might give us an edge just from kind of having the the element most people don't have. You're pretty good. How long have you been bending? I've been bending for a full year now, ever since we had spread around. Wow. And I was, I was training under Tenzin and everything. You know Tenzin? Yep. The bald guy? <laughs> yes, I do. She knows Tenzin. Of course she knows Tenzin, you idiot. He trains all the airbenders. Yeah, but maybe. Well, it sounds it sounds cool anyway. Uh, so what? Are you, so yeah, can um, is it possible for to meet your sponsor and find out more? I would love for you to roll. And my question is: Are you tricking them, or are you trying to sincerely plead? I am tricking them. Um, okay. I mean, why do I I'm feel like deep down Fumi wants to join them? In your heart of hearts, you want to be a pro bender, maybe. What was well, that yeah, what but was that, Nikki? Um, that's not the ultimate goal right now at the moment, yeah, because yeah. especially since 
their sponsor is not very great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to lean into complimenting them so I can use, is that guy kind of cute? Oh, you have a a separate move for this. Is that guy kind of cute? Let me take a look at this. I have to say, the fact that we've got so many of these, like, book-specific moves episode makes me so happy. So good. Yeah. Are they kind of cute? It's like I'm being a fan of their ability. Yeah. When you openly and playfully compliment or flirt with a susceptible NPC, you may trick. So this will trigger trick, but it's like enhanced, I guess. Um, It uses harmony instead of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. What's your harmony value? What's your bonus to that? Okay. But my creativity is a negative (laughs) one. So. Yeah. Much better roll then. Yeah. Let's see that roll. All right. On a seven to nine, if they choose to stumble, so that would be an eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. We're in the we're in that nice weak hit zone. Fun stuff happens there. Um. So it looks like we need to kind of like look at trick, use trick, and then if they choose to stumble, they also mark a condition. They're going to add kind of layers of things based on the are they kind of cute move. Um. So let's go to trick. We need, okay, you need to pick one. So do they stumble, Nikki, taking plus one forward? Uh, You would take plus one forward to any actions you take against them. Um, Do they act foolishly? I would tell you an additional opportunity they give you. Or do they overcommit being deceived for some time? I'm going, I think overcommit. Okay, and to be clear, the deception is, you're an aspiring pro bender who's interested in possibly joining their team and you'd be interested in meeting their sponsor that, yep. that, that covers it. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, let's see what your move adds to overcommitment. Does it add anything? If they had stumbled, you'd also, they have the market condition. Okay. Nope. So just gave you that nice roll bonus. Nice. Well played. Now, I'm curious, Fumi, do you think they're kind of cute? Because that may flavor how I respond. <laughs> um, probably, <laughs> actually. Okay. Um, and were the vibes that you were putting down, were they a little on the flirty side? Or was it mostly just like complimenting? Mostly like, it, honestly, she is a little bit of a fan still, even okay. if their sponsor is bad. So. so maybe some of that's coming through in your trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Giving them the old, the old eyebrows, though. Oh, some eyebrow. Can't can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh this guy um he he uh smirks a little bit, you know, and he turns to his team. I think that uh having a possible airbender is worth letting them hang around. Let's see what you guys learn and uh Maybe uh, maybe you can show us your moves afterwards. How's that? Sounds good. Thank you. And the rest of these, are they just your friends or are they trying to be pro benders too? Uh, they're just uh, my friends here. Amook just gives into like, yeah, I'm the old guy here. I'm the chaperone. Cool. I'm already Daddy-o. a pro bender. <laughs> what team are you on? You I've look been- terrible. <laughs> I bend bowstrings, bucko. 
that's sport legal. Turns um, back to you, Fumi. She's, uh, she's <laughs> not a bender, actually. Ah. Sorry, but she kid. is really good with a bow. I bet you are. You only know the uh, half of it. <laughs> Just put a hand on Jigman. Remember that conversation we had this morning about <laughs> the impetuousness? Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. Just hold it back. Okay. She's doing a thing. It's okay. Wow, I'm that beer is really lowering my defense stat. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess we'll get started. And they turn in, and the eel hounds start practicing, throwing discs hard, um, and you know, trying a few moves, some acrobatics, um, some butterfly kicks. It actually gets pretty fancy. Uh, and you wonder, uh, Fumi, if at some point uh, this guy is showing off. Oh, and I'd love for you to I name mean, him. Do we get a name? Um, I have one name so far. Okay. Now. All right. Now it is. Yeah, Mao pulls a double butterfly kick before he finishes uh, a hit, knocking one of his teammates back with an earth disc. And he just kind of glances up to see if you were looking. Yes, Fumi was, and she was very <laughs> excited about this. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, they tire themselves out for a bit. Everything else passes without incident unless y'all want to do anything. Um, interrupt me at any point if you want to. Um, but yeah, the, the group starts to wrap up. Um, all right, Fumi, uh, show us what you got with the airbending stuff. All right, sure. So Fumi steps up to Ross join in the game. And and you'd know, Fumi, that the emerging technique in this is a little different than your typical airbending, just as other forms of bending are adapted for pro bending. And while you are allowed uh, to use air blasts, um, they tend to be more focused by restriction. You can't whirlwind everybody mm -hmm. at the same time to try to like sphere blast them off of the platform. Uh, it's just one of the restraints that they've built in to make it a little tighter and closer uh, to the other forms of bending for the sport. And so Mao comes up to you and says, all right, like show me the most focused blast you can and you can hit 10-10 over there. Good luck, 10-10. Right, uh... It's just a child standing on the other <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> This looks terrifying. Yeah. to the fiction, Danny. <laughs> She's balancing a vase on his head. Child, <laughs> perhaps a younger sibling of the teammates, who is here for some reason, thanks to Danny. Jigman <laughs> needs friends. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. Um. Yeah. Fumi does the strongest air blast she can at this. Jesus. Nice. Nice. Pulling no punches, Fumi. It's a controlled blast. There's no need to roll. Um, tell us what happens to this unsuspecting 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so Fumi sends the blast forward. It hits the 12-year-old like right in the chest, throws her off her feet. and But then Fumi like brings it back so that another blast of wind catches her to keep her from falling. That's kind. Jingman yells, no mercy! Oh, God. 
Wow. Sweep the leg. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> so you get looks of amazement, Fumi, um, from the eel hounds. And the girl who is giving Mao a hard time at letting Yell in, whose name is Sean, um, just walks up to him and was like, that was actually good. Uh and then she actually just pushes Mao aside. She's like, why am I talking to you? She goes up to you, Fumi. <laughs> uh, sorry for being uh, kind of a jerk before. Um, oh, it's no problem. I think if you wanted to practice, you could come by. Uh, we practice again in two days, same time slot. Thank you so much. She's yeah. honestly considering this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we 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 can't. Uh, so even the captain, she points at Mao. Not that he's important. Um, you know, they don't get to decide who joins the team. They can suggest it, but if you train with us for a bit, we can suggest it and then have our um, manager decide. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do I get to meet him at any point? Um. Well, our manager is not going to be here today. Um, but for whatever reason, y'all mentioned the sponsor. Are you like fans of the books or something? Yeah, yeah we, love we, those we are. Yeah, he's doing a book signing out front uh, where they have the big open space at the entrance. It's kind of like, you know, where everyone walks in before they get into the arena. So, I mean, if you wanted to meet him, he'll be busy, but maybe you could line up and get a book signed if you buy it. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't it be prudent since you have a prospect here for the first airbender? Why don't you do a personal introduction for us with uh, Fumi? I would like for you to roll. <laughs> I think <laughs> the best thing for this might be plead. Plead, okay. What do you oof. got? Roll with harmony. Oh, oof! That's a big oof. Uh, Your favorite. Six, six, six minus one, five. Oh. Five. <laughs> the O was oh, we would need two help actions yeah. to get that up yeah. to a weak hit. It's okay. I can aid. I'll also help. Um, it I'm... is a conversation, so it's possible to chime yeah. in. If you want two people to bump it up to a seven, we'll be in the seven and nine zone. Yeah. Ching um, Min will just say, this is our manager. Oh. And so he knows business, bucko. <laughs> Are you gesturing at Amook? Yeah, at Amook, yeah. Okay, I was just making Does sure. Does talking? Assuming that the vibe between you and a mook would make you choose a mook. Okay. Yeah, no, Jingman says, I'm the manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, he's, she's gesturing to a mook. Sean just like looks confused. Uh, what do you do, Lynn, to also bolster this move? I mean, I've, I've been to Zephyr's book signings before. She's lying. Um, He's like a nice enough person, you know? Like, I feel like they'd be open to that kind of thing. Okay. That pushes it up to a weak hit. Um, So, on seven to nine, they'll need something more from you as well, Amuk. Evidence that this is the right course, guidance in making the right choice. 
resources to aid them, something. Um, okay. I'm going to tell okay. you what they need. Okay, tell me what to do. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say, oh, I think I have an, an approach to it. Uh-huh. If you want me to, to go over that first. Oh, I, love, you I love that idea. I love that idea. So, yeah, so, Sean is like, I just don't know how I would go about that, I guess. Like, Zephyr seems all okay. right. We don't really talk Let me with it. be honest to, with you, Sean. Uh, yes, I'm the chaperone of these three here, but in reality, I'm a talent scout for the other probenders. I've been looking for the right airbender to introduce to an owner to be able to change the game of pro bending from the ground up. Aki Fumiyako over here is that bender. Now, don't you think your owner would love to be the first owner to have a pro airbender on their team to win the competition year after year, season after season? You get one airbender. The game's changed forever. Ooh. What a speech. Um, <laughs> oh, if that were standalone, it would for sure be a trick, but it's the extra something that you give to push this uh, seven to nine uh, to, to make sure you get your success. So um, let's see. Check out this cool trick she can do. Do the air scooter. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> The air scooter's no joke. Whoa. <laughs> That's the cherry on top right there. Um, yeah, I mean, she's like, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, practice is over. I can just walk through and see if, I mean, I'm sure I can cut the line at least and get a word in. Yeah. Thank you so it. much. Sure. Uh, didn't know you were a scout. Really, really low key. Yeah, it, it helps if people don't know you're a scout, so you can scout them better. Uh, I see trick. what yeah. you're doing there. So Sean smiles and she's like, your secret's safe with me. All right. Well, yeah, it's this way. And um, <laughs> when you come out front, there is, I mean, just a packed gathering line is out the door looks like it would take two hours minimum to wait to get a book signed um and these people just look giddy uh waiting to meet zephyr and some of them have uh, shaved their heads and clearly faked tattoos in the airbending arrow style mm. um this is an airbender as well fumi mm. Um, whether you had heard about them as a famous media personality, now it is clear to you, oh, this is that person that maybe I've heard about, seen in a few moving picture ads here and there, maybe heard about on the radio for like an interview on their newest book. And you actually remember that Tenzin kind of poo-pooed Zephyr and Zephyr's <laughs> books. Uh, Zephyr has not been an airbender for long. Um, was actually newly awakened with the harmonic convergence, just like you. And so, in Tenzin's opinion, should not be writing books on the subject of airbending. 
Passion kills me every time. It's so good. It's so good. And so this sticks out in your head um, as Sean leads you. Um, and people start to recognize Sean too, because they associate the eel hounds with Zephyr. Not everybody, but some people are like, oh, is that? And they're really whispering as Sean kind of leads you through. And she waves at Zephyr and is just like, Zephyr, can I just, can I just have, and Zephyr's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just really, I can't security, please. And then realizes partway through saying that, oh, uh, you're one of mine, aren't you? <laughs> yes, Zephyr. I'm Sean, one of the eel hounds on your team that you own. Ah, what is it, Sean? So this is an airbender who might be able to win some matches for us, maybe even put us, you know, in a unique position, because not everybody has an airbender yet. Hmm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Fumi. I am one of Tintin's top students. You might have heard of me over there. Mm. Yes, Tenzin. Tenzin and I get along very well. Oh, I know. He, I've heard so much about your book. Technically, <laughs> 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 not lie. <laughs> oh, I have to make you roll trick for me. Oh. I have to. It's technically not a lie. It's technically not a lie. Yeah, there was no compliment in there. Oh, oh, I. But have you read the book? Or do you even know what the book is? Um, She said, I've heard so much about your book. I've heard so much about your book. And if Tenzin said... Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, we can RP. We can RP. Let's just lean into the role play here. Okay. Oh, that's delightful. Um, Well, uh, have you you picked up a copy here or... I haven't yet. Um, Can you... Oh, no problem at all. Here you are, Fumi. Picks one off of the stack, (laughs) signs it for you, and then puts it in your hand. What does the autograph say? I'll I'll make a note for the manager. If Sean says you're good material, you're good material. Um, But do tell me, um, what are you most interested in about my writings? I'm just so curious. I actually was hoping that we could do an interview with you later. You know, it's one of total smoke screen. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> An interview. I was wanted, uh, Are you with yeah. a, a group? No, I simply wanted to know more about your methods of airbending. Uh, I'm afraid I no longer give private audiences so easily, or I would be quite spread thin, I Fumi. Know. Fumi, roll plead. All right. <laughs> Um, plead is with what? I believe plead is harmony. Yes. Um, then I got a six. All right. Okay. Anyone want to help Fumi out? Preferably anyone other than Jingmin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I won't. But I'll say what I was going to do. Jingmin was literally just going to stand behind Fumi and flash her bag just full of loose bills and chains. But she won't do that. I think a muck might be more prepared, more equipped for this. 
to lean into the fiction, I'd like to say you you begin to do that, Jingmin. Before <laughs> one of your yeah. friends puts a hand out to yeah. stop. I it. did see you I did see you nodding, right, Gus? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will mark your fatigue. Amuka's got you. All right. What is what is your help action, Gus? How do you help with this? I feel like Do I know? W- would Amuk know that Zephyr and Tenzin have had a falling out? No, I mean, that would be pretty niche information that pretty Fumi would know from her close relationship with Tenzin over the last year. Okay, 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 okay. But based on what you know of Tenzin, uh, you could surmise um, that this guy is not everything Tenzin thinks um, is amazing. <laughs> So I can make, realistically, within the fiction, could make an educated guess that Tenzin would hate, not like Zephyr. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. I mean, you uh-huh. know, for example, even for you being more outside of the circle of airbenders, you're you're kind of miffed by the idea that this person's been an airbender for about a year and has written five books on the subject, all of them bestsellers. Okay. okay. <laughs> I hate he also so has. Much. You know, airbending tattoos. Um, Fumi, you no. would know that he has not earned his airbending tattoos. He has mastery tattoos. Oh, no. he has mastery tattoos. Yeah. No, that God, is no, yeah. no, okay. no. That is a big no, no. Okay. Hey, airbenders got real popular after the harmonic convergence. So, <laughs> yeah, money to be made. Okay. Um, I think. I think the way I would want Amu to approach it would just to be like. Because what was the last thing you said, Nikki? Um, oh gosh, what was the last thing I said? I wanted an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We wanted to interview you. We're not associated with any particular group. We wanted to learn about airbending techniques and things like that. <clears throat> okay. I think Luke would just kind of pull in a little closer to his effort to make sure nobody signing the books could hear it and just let him know, like, hey, look, clearly... We've left behind Tenzin's ways if we're here to say we'd like to learn with you. We're not a fan of him. Fumi's abandoned that way of airbending and wants to make as much money for herself and for you by winning as many championships as we can. What better way to do that than just a small private audience, no more than an hour of your time, not to go over airbending tactics but sponsorship deals book rights movers you know uh that nuck tuck this could be the next nuck tuck we have going here is with me being the airbender nuck tuck his eyes go a little <laughs> bit starry <laughs> as you <laughs> land the plane on that amook that does successfully push fumi's plead into the weak hit zone um, and what I want to do with this, mm-hmm, mm, you've already kind of with your help action given me the something more, I think you gave me plenty of material there. Um, so he just kind of, you know, starry eyed looks up, contemplates your proposal and says, uh, I'll talk with my secretary and, uh, we'll get something in the books soon. They'll find out when. I don't manage my schedule, as I'm sure you know. 
<laughs> now I do need to sign more books. I'm sorry. Thank you, Sean. Oh, Enjoy your wait, training. Wait, can you, can we get one more? Can you make it out to, to Benny? Sure. Let me do that real quick. Okay. Thanks. Take Thank care, you Benny. So much. And he winks at you, Amook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I guess that would make sense that that's what he would <laughs> put together from that. <laughs> well, well, well uh, done, Fumi. Well yeah, done. Yeah, she was silently seething a little bit at this guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> this guy pisses Danny off. I think Jing, Jing Min just really confused. She's never heard of this man. <laughs> Walking away, just the book's like, "You hate Tenzin now. Don't forget. Pretend like you hate Tenzin." <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I ever really liked him. <laughs> well, uh, you have. Uh, let's cut. Uh, you have Ugh. a meeting on the books sometime with none other than Zephyr Skydancer. Who knows what their real name is? <laughs> this uh, airbending author. Um, you may or may not train, depending on what you decide to do, Fumi, with the eel hounds. Uh, you, really, you really squeezed your way in there successfully. I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing... Yeah, I mean, I think we're doing great stuff here. I think this is the first time we had like a, a like quote unquote downtime episode where like yeah. just a little more dialogue <laughs> yeah. and less explosion and stuff. So, yeah, we actually used our playbooks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of our mechanics. Love those. Love those playbook moves. Um, hey, everybody listening and watching, we thank you again um, for tuning in and hanging out with us. Hope this was fun for y'all. We're having fun. Um, if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitch. Give us a rating. The next time that we go live on Twitch is actually two weeks from now on, oh my goodness, November 7th. What? Wow. So far in the future that by that time, I will surely look very old when I come on camera <laughs> next. That's how far away November sounds no to me. Beard. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> No beard. My Halloween costume requires me to shave. Oh, wow. Oh, beardless. wow. I will be beardless. Wow. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Maybe I'll join Gus in solidarity. We'll see. We'll do mustaches all of November. Oh, no. Just mustache. I can't write that. Mustache. I feel like very few can. <laughs> oh, no. oh, well, much love to everybody out there in the world. Thanks for traveling with us in Republic City. Um, we're up to some good, some no good, maybe everything in between. Uh, see you next week or next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Musical episode. Subscribe <laughs> on Patreon. Another plug Please. for musical episodes. Support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>